Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401-439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, yankeetreeservice.com. What can they do? They do it all. Tree trimming. Experts based right in Lincoln. Tree removal since 2006 and also 24-7 emergency service available. Call Yankee Tree Service today, 439-6028. 439-6028. Whether it's tree removal, stump grinding, tree pruning, emergency service, bucket truck at service, and bobcat service. Since 2006, they've been performing tree removal service on top of that. Nothing stumps. Yankee Tree Service, they provide stump grinding. Enjoy your landscape without the eyesore. As far as pruning, well, let them get up there. Oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down. At Yankee Tree Service, their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best, the treatment plan for your tree. And maybe it's an emergency service. Did something come down? Call them today, 439 6028 439 6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439 6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com you're listening to the john DePietro show folks on AM 1380 99.9 FM you can always listen online at our website depetro.com well it's friday it has been quite the week. It is uh, August 26th. Uh, weather is still uh, very enjoyable. Should be a nice weekend. And folks, I want to, um, uh, we have a number of things we're going to touch on on this Friday. I, uh, last night was at, there was a, um, wow, a real brazen uh, daylight shooting in, daylight shooting in Providence shootout, I should say. Not just a shooting, shootout. <clears throat> so I was on last scene last night. If you, if you, would like to if you if you would log on to depetro.com you'll see the video and i counted it just in one space 17 shell casings which means somebody fired 17 shots two people both ended up in the hospital both known to police now we don't know if they were shooting at others or they were shooting at each other but two people shot one of them shot several times and that was just one section of it, right off of Orm Street, which is right near the Rhode Island. I mean, it's a mile from the Rhode Island State House, perhaps, right up around Smith Hill area. But that is a right, and also Candace Street, and there's a playground and a park right there, right next door. So this happened last night, sometime after 7 o'clock, between 7 o'clock, 7.30. One person was transported to the hospital. The other person just went to the hospital. And of course... Here's a surprise. They're not cooperating with police. So Mayor Lords was on scene. Captain O'Hara was on scene. Again, if you log on at topetro.com, you can see all the coverage. And folks, that's another example when we um we you know when we say we go live, uh we we do, and last night was a good example. We have breaking news. We we have the the live stream going people really like it you just pick up so much more uh those of you if you haven't seen it um people especially people that have watched live pd we call it live pvd uh but people they they like it it's different it's uh then we carried there was a press briefing with mayor Lorza, captain o'hara i believe there was a uh, major molina so you can see it on the website uh which is to petro.com now 
yesterday, you know, it's pretty dramatic what happened yesterday. Um, I, I remember there was a time when down the dial, uh, if you took a vacation day, if you were off, you were off. But to give you an idea of just what a complete conflict of interest it is that WPRO still has Dan York on the air, or basically acts as like a surrogate to the McKee campaign. Um, I, I was unaware of this because, I mean, the show was unlistenable. He's only there to make sure that there's no one in that spot knocking McKee. And then he's there to try to be a surrogate for McKee. It is the fact that he's still on the air with the quid pro quo promise of a job. If McKee gets, you know, wins the primary, then gets a four-year term. It, it's it. When people talk about corruption in Rhode Island, <clears throat> that's a good example of it right there in the media and again i get it and he's he's beaten by um felger and maz he's beaten by hannah i mean it's not the fact that it's a low-rated program that no one wants to listen to i mean it, the, the guy is just a fathead no talent but it, it it's just it's such a bad look that he's allowed to carry on the charade that he is in fact you know so so think of this though this is how serious it was with the, the McKee campaign. They called him and made him go in on a vacation day to get behind the microphone to try to run cover and do damage control for the McKee campaign. So, you know, I, I'll say this about some of the hosts down the dial. It, it, it just rings so hollow when they talk about corruption in the state. When, when they, that, that's corruption in the media. That is ludicrous. It should have been told, no, you're off. No, no, no. You're off today. That's it. We already have someone, whoever the hell it is, to be filling in. Um, so, you know, no, you're not coming in because the McKee campaign called you and said, hey, we need you right on the air. We'll remember this and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just disgraceful. And this was all over. You know, I played it yesterday. I, I think it's a good spot. Um, the, the media, in some ways, is also pounding on Secretary of State Nellie Gobea, of which I've never been a fan of. But she was definitely having to defend herself for this new commercial because, God forbid, she points out that Governor McKee is the subject of an FBI probe. And when you think about it, this his actions, one year in office, and they already had the feds going after him. I mean, as a lot of people would say, you know, the expression, I've seen enough. I've seen enough already. It's like, you know, at the end of the first quarter, it's 35 to nothing and, and people are turning off the, the television. I've seen enough. So I want to, again, play the Nelly Gobea. Now, they're, they're harping on this thing that one of the, the um, sources that she used or someone, her people that put it together for her. Now, let me, let me also say this. It's completely sloppy. It's amateur hour. And Gobea is completely unqualified to be governor, but so is McKee. But the fact that they're, they're not denying any, they're trying to do a diversion of, oh, look at how she used National Review Online. Oh, now that video was... Uh, been taken down all right i need to find her <clears throat> i need to find her new commercial then um because i was about to play the old commercial but apparently that's been taken down gorbea campaign work into a reset of the uh, tv debacle all right now i was just about to play it and then um that's unless they have the new commercial uh in the thread this throws me off now that I'm now. I mean, this this is never good that I'm scrambling 
to then try to play her commercial, which, as I repeat, there's, there's the 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 substance of it is um, com, com, there's nothing wrong with the ad. It's it's I I I'm just wondering what what took so long for crying out loud. So, the the fact that I, I don't understand why the folks campaign, other than if they think by um going after mckee that somehow that's oh you know that's we'll let her do that and then we'll just capitalize on it i i am not convinced the mckee campaign fully understands how much the clock is ticking here so and i i also don't know if sometimes people just write it off like we're not going to win and so therefore we'll just um you know let this thing roll out here is uh nelly gorbea yesterday talking to channel 12 talking about errors that she admits that she made Today with two pretty significant errors. How do you respond? And did you watch these ads before they were released? You know, we made a mistake in the in the details of the ad, but the overall story of the ad is rings true. True. Unfortunately, the McKee administration is under investigation by the FBI. Yes. For the ILO contract. Yeah. And has given us really negative headlines across this country. True. And that is something that Rhode Island voters don't have to accept. True. They have options. Yes. And I hope to provide a very different path to make sure that Rhode Islanders are proud of their state government going forward. Did you watch the ad before it went out? I did watch the ad for just the whether or not the story overall rang true, and it did. Um, and yeah, but you know, we're resubmitting. Okay, I, I actually think that's a pretty good answer. And she she answers it. Uh, that, that was, I, I think that's one of the best times I've ever heard her. And I say that as someone that I'm not like a huge fan. Um, but that said, you know, I'm looking at Patrick Anderson, Province Journal to Destroy, and went bowling with Helena Folks. Here's what I learned. I mean, listen, I'm glad she went bowling with a reporter from the Province Journal. It, it's not going to. It's not going to help her in any way. Let me see. I mean, this is crazy. So now I'm trying to find the Nelly Gobea commercial. Um, should it be this tough? Why is it this tough? All right now, let me try to find it on YouTube. My God. I'll tell you, folks. I, I am ready to pull the, well, whatever we call it, pull the lever. I think this is it. Yeah, here we go. All right, here's the new ad. So the governor paved the way for a deal. Corruption is so bad, McKee is being investigated by the FBI. McKee's cronies get insider deals at our expense. Governor McKee has returned us to the pay-to-play politics that hold us back. Rhode Island can be better. Nellie Gorbea will be a governor for us. We know her track record of making government work, and she has a plan to fix the housing crisis, invest in small businesses, and make child care and elder care more affordable. Nellie Gorbea, a governor for us. You know what's comical is the McKee people screaming, you got to take it down, you got to take it down. All they had to do was take out one corrupt headline and put in another. So comical that the McKee people thought, you know, take it down, take it down. When, when all she has to do was just reset and drew more attention to it.
Um, I, I, I'm going to, I want to play it again. I actually want to watch it, um, one more time just to see, um, I want to go frame by frame. So they moved out. Let me just see what it is. So they have Rhode Island. They used a channel 12 clip and all right, Rhode Island attorney general, state police investigating controversial, uh, $5 million ILO contract. I mean, that, that doesn't, that dynamic doesn't change. And then they moved it to. McKee has lowest job approval rating among governors. You know, I don't know why they're making it so small. They film someone looking at it on their phone. Maybe they're trying to say, oh, look, the person's looking at it on their phone. So, and what was the, they swapped out another FBI investigation, which is all true. Um, I, I don't know, you know, he's making all this noise about it. He's drawing more attention to it. Rhode Island Attorney General State Police investigating controversial $5 million ILO contract. And they do start off with Crandall, who broke the story about Governor McKee, is the subject of an FBI probe. It's been tough lately for Rhode Island families. Connections to the governor paved the way for a deal. Corruption is so bad, McKee is being investigated by the FBI. McKee's cronies get insider deals at our expense. Governor McKee has returned us to the pay-to-play politics that hold us back. Rhode Island can be better. Nellie Gorbea will be a governor for us. We know her track record of making government work, and she has a plan to fix the House. All right, so they corrected it, but they certainly, I'll say this, the McKee people certainly drew a lot of attention to it. And it's still, they can squawk all they want, be, meaning Governor McKee. Hey, at the end of the day, guess who is still the subject of an FBI probe? He is. Think about that. And I don't care what anyone says of like, it's very common, or if this was Gina Raimondo, it wouldn't be a big deal. That Listen, that, that and again, I can't believe I have to, I, I was no, I am certainly never been accused of being a defender of uh, Commerce Secretary, former Governor Raimondo, but there was no FBI investigation when she was the governor. I mean, that's just, that's just a foolish thing for anyone to try to spin, but that's how nervous they are. You know what else? That's how sensitive they are. That's how sensitive they are. Um, that the fact it's, um. That, that's how, you know, there, there's an expression in politics. You find out, they, they talk about this in hockey. You find out if the guy has, they call it a glass jaw. I think those in hockey know what, uh, you know, meaning can he take a hit, right? Can he, can he take a, can, can he still do what he has to do after, you know, getting uh, checked into the boards, whatever it may be. But Governor McKee, I mean, is so sensitive, and he puts everything in motion. And on top of that, um, just the fact that they made Fathead, Pork Boy, go in from vacation, like you get in there, get on the air, and start, you know, defending me against this. That's your job today. And the, I, like, the WPRO allowed that, allowed that is is just again it, it used to be um if you're off you're off but the fact that they like he he that that is the ultimate so mckee is basically with with idiot head um it's it's jump when i say jump you say how high i mean that's what it's become 
But for McKee to be, does he think that this is a win? Okay, so they pulled out National Review Online. And you watch, he's the worst with the talking points, Governor McKee. All he will keep saying is, and you used a right-wing National Review. If it, that, that was started by William Buckley. It's a conservative, right, conservative publication. But it's not right-wing. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. I think these people are embarrassing the way they portray anyone that remotely might be a Republican or a conservative. It really is. And it's so insulting. Uh, but we've seen that. That is, that is the mindset, mentality in the, in the state right now. Um, and and I, I think Corbea handled it pretty well. All of that is, it's absolutely true what what they you know what the accusations were i'll tell you folks um this is really disturbing cnn's reporting president trump began taking legal advice from tom tom fitton right-wing activist judicial watch after he first returned the 15 boxes and then fitton told him you shouldn't have to turn over any documents you don't listen to people i know two tom fitton is i've interviewed him listen these guys they're entertaining but you don't start listening to them crying out loud let's listen to this piece this is what's going on here despite donald trump's public claims that he's been cooperating with the national archives he's been increasingly listening to outside legal advice to do the exact opposite and now trump allies are becoming increasingly concerned about a potential indictment cnn's Kristen holmes and gabby or are part of the team breaking this new reporting gabby tell us about this legal advice trump's getting about cooperating with the archives well, Jake, we know some of the folks who have been helping Trump navigate these these matters for the past couple of months. You know, Christina, Jim, Jim Trustee, Evan Corcoran, those are familiar names. But what we now know is that Trump began taking advice from Tom Fitton, oh, who is the head of God. the conservative legal activism group Judicial Watch, what? Um, earlier this year, oh. uh, shortly after he returned those 15 boxes to the National oh, Archives my in January. God. And what Fitton was telling Trump behind the scenes is really interesting because he was essentially saying in his belief, Trump had full authority over oh, the documents that he brought God. from the White House. That's who you're listening to? Presidency, He's an he idiot. Returned documents to archives in the first place. They have and no the archives, archives came knocking again that he shouldn't turn over any Oh my documents. God. And we know that Trump didn't always listen to Tom Fitton because in June during that meeting with F with federal investigators, his attorneys did turn over additional documents. But this is... It, it really speaks to sort of the behind-the-scenes advice oh, that he was giving, giving people outside of his legal team. Hmm. And, and, Kristen, it's not just Trump allies, we should know, worried about a possible indictment. Sources say Donald Trump uh, himself is even posing questions about it to his inner circle about whether or not he's going to get indicted. He is going to get That's indicted. Right. We knew he had been grilling his attorneys oh, on whether or not they believed God. he would be indicted, at times even expressing skepticism. That Let me just interrupt for a minute, folks. Moment. Again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. If you haven't seen the totally unrelated but Oakland Beach fight, check it out on the website, dipietro.com, which is right away the Coincident. 226 Coincident Avenue, West Warwick. Great meals waiting for the Coincident. Listen, I've interviewed Tom Fitton. I've interviewed John Solomon. I know John Solomon. Again, they, listen, they're well-intentioned. They mean well. They're entertaining individuals. This is... <laughs> But they, they, they have no skin in the game. If they're wrong, they're wrong. It, 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 it's, it's, you, you don't. 
<clears throat> there's a reason why Bill Belichick doesn't go up to the fifth row and ask one of the season ticket holders, it's fourth and two, what do you think we should do? I mean, because they don't have any skin in the game. Oh, okay, I guess I was wrong. You know, that's what Tom Fitton would say. And Solomon, I mean, he, he that was a major screw-up with the letter. But the problem is they they don't know. I mean, you're listening to them. You you, you have a plumbing problem. Do you, do you just bring someone off the street and say, what do, what do you think, should I turn this pipe? I mean, they, they, they don't. They don't know. Tom Fitton, there's a huge difference between, you know, they study it and they make all these motions, but they don't have any, they don't have any real skin in the game. If they're wrong, it, they're, they're no one of consequence. And the problem is Christina Bob and John Solomon and now Tom Fitton, they are wrong and they're weighing over their head. And I, I think tragically, for President Trump, tragically, he has started, and maybe it started a while ago, maybe it started after the election, he has started to just listen to people that seemingly are telling him what he they think he wants to hear. And there's a big difference. There's a big difference between being supportive and, you know, a patient, when you go to the doctor, do, do you want to hear reality? Here's the situation, or do you want to hear, do you want to have them say something that's going to make you feel better on the ride home? You know, I know someone that was, had an attorney, a very strong attorney, and, and they would contact him whenever there'd be a, something in the press that they didn't like. And the attorney said to him, listen, I, I'm not going to say something. That would ever happen. But we've Hold on, pause learned... that. I'm not going to say something just to make you feel good for five minutes. We're going to deal with this inside the courtroom. We're going to deal with this inside the courtroom. I'm not going to say something just to make you feel good for five minutes. And that's what this is. So then President Trump is like, oh, okay, that sounds good. Hey, why don't you come to dinner? Like, oh, great. I'll come to dinner Mar-a-Lago. They're going to say whatever. You know, the problem with the three of them, Christina Bob, Tom Fitton, John Solomon, basically, you could get them to say whatever you want them to say. And that doesn't mean it's sound These advice. These conversations have expanded to members of his inner circle, asking what do they believe the end game is going to be? Do they believe he's going to be indicted? And many of these sources are telling us they think it's because he is actually concerned. Now, one of them noted to me that, while, of course, Donald Trump has been in legal peril before, even when he was president, this time did feel different and potentially more dangerous, particularly given that he doesn't have that same legal protection he had in the executive office. And Gabby, part of the effort to get you know, the documents back included using... I'll, I'll also say this, that Pat Cipollone was, you know, he, he had no use for Giuliani, Sid Powell, you know, the, the vultures that descended into the Trump presidency, who, you know, that Jenna Ellis. Now you just have a new wave of vultures. That's all these people are, folks. And I say that again. Trump supporter voted for him twice. Uh, was prepared to vote for him a third time. But everything is not... Th and by the way, for those keeping track, this is week three now that we have not heard from him. Week three. So that we have not heard uh, from President Trump. And we're about to go into week four. Can't do rallies. 
He's got people on the ballot. Uh, he has candidates out there that he was expecting to go campaign for and give them the push in the general. And I, I, I just don't see, again, it, the, and, and I also want to be very clear. The, what I'm saying only applies to people that want to deal in reality. Not everyone does. I get email from some of you. Juan, stop talking about this. Don't even say it. Stop listening about it. You know, mm, covering their ears, nah, nah, making noise. I don't want to hear it. That you, you got to deal in reality. This this was serious. We we still, I mean, come on. I I, I not, we still don't know why he had seven hundred classified documents. Now, if someone wants to say it's all BS, none of it's true. None of it. No, all lie. Well, I suppose you can keep saying that. Mike Lindell, I know, just had the big Frank thing over the weekend. Still saying it's all going to be overturned. He's coming back in the office. I mean, I'll say this about Mike Lindell. He's selling a lot of my pillows. Now he's selling a lot of my slippers. Now he's selling a lot of my bathrobe. Now he's selling a lot of my sheets, towels, my pajamas. Um, Mike Lindell has found that as long as he keeps saying, oh, no, it's all going to work out. President Trump, he's going to be back in office. The whole thing's going to be overturned. Blah, blah, blah. As long as he keeps saying that, he still keeps getting the spotlight and he keeps what? Selling his product or products now. He doesn't need to be carried by Walmart and all these others. He's done a total end around. You know, I've told the story before, folks, before we take a break. You know, Reverend Al Sharpton was nobody. He was nobody. And then he started talk, telling the, uh, you know, the fable, the lie of Twi Tuana Brawley. And... All that Reverend Al Sharpton knew was every time he talked about Tawana Brawley and kept saying, you know, what happened to her with the upstate New York and so forth, and which was all a lie. As long as he kept saying that, people kept putting on lights and cameras and he kept appearing in the news and TV. And Mike Lindell has learned that as long as he keeps saying the election was stolen, but don't worry, he's going to be back in office and here's the way. And we're going to overturn this. We're going to overturn that. Mike Lindell notices sales keep going up, right? Remember, P.T. Barnum wasn't wrong. P.T. Barnum was not wrong what he said about every minute. All right, it's John DePietro on this Friday. A lot more ahead. Stay with us. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent urgent care urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals families specializing in ambulatory medicine diagnostic treatment service at med urgent care they provide immunization school sports physicals they're a cost-efficient health care alternative to hospital-based emergencies they're open seven days a week walk-in routine urgent care minor surgical orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from COVID, you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. 
Folks, you're listening to The John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Joining us right now, his new book, Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, But Not Silenced, the one and only. Good morning. Welcome to The John DePietro Show. It's Paul Manafort. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, John. Good to be with you today. First of all, congratulations on your book, Take Us Inside. Start off, first of all, what you have been through. This is a must-read uh, take us through how this book came together. Well, the, the reason I wrote the book was because when I was going through this crisis in uh, 2016 through 20, uh, I was uh, gagged. I had a gag on me. I couldn't talk to the media. Then they put me in solitary confinement. Then they put me in prison. Uh, so the public never got to understand the story of the truth about what I personally was going through, but that wasn't the only reason. The, uh, the real reason I wrote the book was because I wanted to expose the deep state and the, and, it, and the way in which they will go after not just me and not just the former president, but uh, you know ordinary Americans as well, uh, because that's what they're doing now. So the book was driven by exposing the deep state, talking about the two-tiered system of justice, and using the whole Russia collusion hoax and the special counsel's abuse of my personal freedoms uh, to to tell the, the narrative. And I get, get into it in a lot of detail, actually. Um, Paul, within the book, uh, first of all, just number one, obviously your admiration, fondness for President Trump comes through. But there are some people in his orbit that you kind of talk about that did not have his best intentions at heart. Well, I, I didn't want to do too much of that in the book. There, there are a couple of points I had to at least raise the issue because it, it was affecting his campaign. And things that people thought about the president were not correct because of what, some of these actions. So I, 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 I get into that a little bit. But I, I tried to keep, keep the personal stories away from the narrative that I was trying to tell. I, I do focus on, on Weissman and, and his abuses because he still is a danger to our freedoms. Uh, in any Biden administration, certainly. Uh, although I think he's so discredited by his tactics that yeah, it will take an abusive person to to bring him back into power. But it's possible. What was it? When did you realize, and what was it about then candidate Donald Trump that you saw a winner and someone that would completely remake the landscape of our of our political system? Yeah, it's it's I, actually like, this is it's a good question. I get into this in some detail. I I, I had sort of dropped out of U.S. politics in the in, during the Obama years because I was frustrated by Republicans as well as Democrats campaigning on certain promises and then not delivering as soon as they get elected. Uh, Trump's that was Trump's message when he announced his candidacy that that he was going to drain the swamp and he was going to. They keep his promises, and he was going to focus the purposes of government and the tools of government on making people's lives better, which he did during his four years. But but that was a that was a new message that went right at the establishment. That got my attention, and and then and I talk about this in the book. My family is a, it's a blue collar family, but with a successful family business that's you know in, in, in Connecticut, and my cousins who are you know well connected to current events, but never really called me and asked me questions on things. And all of a sudden, in 2015, they were calling me and asking me about Donald Trump and saying they really like what they're hearing, et cetera, et cetera. And I realized 
that his message was re- was resonating outside of the Beltway. And uh, so I started paying attention. Roger Stone, who was helping organize and, and put the strategy in for Stone's camp- for Trump's campaign, was a former partner of mine. And Roger was telling me, you need to pay attention because this is Trump's time. And and, and it, 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 I did pay attention, and I recognized all that. I saw that he really had captured lightning in a bottle. And, uh, uh, and that sincerity came through in his campaign appearances and, and rallies. And, and there's other reasons why his support just kept, seemed to keep growing. Uh, so when the opportunity came for me to get involved in his campaign, you know, I was totally committed to it. Folks, again, we're speaking with Paul Manor for his new book, Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, Not Silenced. Paul, I just want to ask you a couple people, just rattle off some names and whatever you want to tell us. Let's start off with Mike Lindell. Well, I mean, I became a big fan of his listening to uh, listening to him, and not just uh, at his commercials, but you know, some of the things I, I read about him, his speeches. Uh, when you're prison in the, the last year you know the year i was in the general population i got to watch television i started getting exposed to mike lindell and uh, i was impressed with him what about michael cohen president trump's former attorney michael was always looking for a purpose uh, in, within the trump campaign and he was very frustrated because he, he wasn't a political person uh, and i think that led to some of his estrangement with Trump. But uh, again, I don't get into that in the book because sure. it's not germane to the story that I'm talking about. Are you surprised? What is your? What can you tell us about the raid on Mar-a-Lago? Well, <laughs> they, uh, it's, it's everything you need to know about how fear, fearful they are that he's going to run for president. Um, and it tells you everything you need to know about how little they understand Donald Trump because if they fear him and do something like that, all they're doing is getting them more motivated uh it's it's a risk this this is a true risk to our democracy what they did going after your political opponents and concluding your future political opponent probably uh, is third world banana republic kind of activity it's not what a mature democracy or the leading democracy in the world should ever be demonstrated to the world and the example i use is donald trump himself during the trump 2016 campaign one of the campaign slogans was lock her up, meaning Hillary Clinton for the, the server crimes that she committed. Sure. Yeah, yeah. When Trump became president, he didn't use the tools of his authority to go after her. That's right. Because he recognized the untowardness that would that would signal uh, to the world about our democracy. So when Biden talks about being the great uniter and how he's going to come in and bring the country together and restore justice does something like this it shows how much he's either disconnected from the reality or his own truths uh, but it also shows that he really doesn't have the motivations that he talks about and the american people get it that's why in less than one year his support has totally evaporated they they see the effects his changes of trump's policies have had on the people's lives and they're now starting to recognize, and I think this event, this raid last week, will, will accelerate it. They see the risk to their constitutional rights that this the Biden administration represents. Everything from parents being called domestic terrorists for going to school board meetings to victims being called the problem, not the criminals, to uh, to people living on the border being told that 
they need to just accept the illegal immigration coming in, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the point is that Biden's who makes a president who's who who is president makes a difference. If people see that and Trump is looking better every day in that light. Folks, again, we're speaking with Paul Manafort. Paul, I'm going to let you go in a moment. Just two more quick questions. Number one, if you don't mind, did you ever think that morning, you know, I mean, what you went through, them coming into your home that way, uh, it, it just sounds like it was just like a total nightmare that you went through. And, and But the point about it, it was so heavy-handed, it doesn't seem to seem to that needed to happen. I, I interviewed Peter Navarro. I mean, he, he could look out his window and see the FBI office. He was literally boarding a plane they took him out of the line i mean leg irons it it's just it's just such the heavy-handedness of it but what you went through i think was even more dramatic it's 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 intimidation with a purpose by the by the fbi and the the weaponized justice department i mean what what was worse it's gotten lost in the details you know they knocked on stone's door and got him out you know at a ridiculous hour with cnn filming it uh, and my, I lived in a condominium. I was on the fourth floor. They not only came up to the fourth floor. My bedroom was on the far end of the of the apartment. They entered my apartment at, in pre-dawn, walked the corners, gun drawn, and opened my bedroom door. You know, now, for all I knew, they, they claimed they were the FBI. They could have been the Russians. They right. could have been criminals. I didn't know what it was. And my wife and I were, were asleep. I had just wakened. And, and they were rude, they were intimidating, but that's what they were meant to be. And that's, again, a third world tactic. That doesn't belong in our country. I had just spent several days that week, you know, uh, cooperating with the Senate and the House Intelligence Committee for information they wanted. So they were not having any problems with me. Hmm. But uh, like with Trump, they were after, it was a fishing expedition uh, for them to come after me because, again, they weren't looking at me. I was a means to their end. They wanted to get whatever they could on me, and, and they never could. They just made stuff up in the end to get me to turn on Trump, which I wouldn't do. Folks, again, it is a must-read book, Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, Not Silence, the one and only Paul Manafort. Paul, again, congratulations on the book. Uh, a lot of people, you're getting a lot of people's attention. It's an, uh, great to speak to you, and we'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401-885-4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 508-252-3359. Propane, heating and cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24-7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing, ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button, and remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus, and remember with propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 885-4209. In Massachusetts, call them at 508-252-3359. They're very easy to navigate website. It's propaneplus.com. Propane Plus. Call them 401-885-4209. We're speaking with our legal expert, it's attorney Tim Dodd. Tim, let's turn to President Trump. I want people listening to understand that we don't know good if we don't deal in reality. We don't do any good if we're not objective. 
uh, I've been looking for something positive. This is week three now that we have not seen of him, not even an interview on Sean Hannity. And the latest developments um, between that letter that this John Solomon, who I actually know who he is and met him, I, I can't believe that this guy uh, released this letter that seemingly implicates the president, 700 documents. And then his two attorneys in court who are not even licensed to practice law in Florida. <laughs> and then the judge had to say, by the way, there's, there's an example of how you do this on the website. Now, listen, Tim Dodd, you know, President Trump did a lot of great things in office. He's got a lot of great ideas. But I, I don't think at this point right now anyone would accuse him of, of dealing and having uh, the top legal defenses that, that, that potentially could be available to him. No, there's several things going on that um, are, are really harming Donald Trump on a number of levels. Forget about his ability to run for president or the right. optics of it or his ability to raise money for a potential future campaign. He has filed a pleading in court asking that a special master be appointed to review the material that was taken in that um, raid uh, based upon a warrant. Right. Now, it's, it's, it's three weeks, as you say. Yeah. It's, the FBI has had a chance to look at everything, photocopy everything, analyze everything, segregate the stuff that they think is violative of you know, the Espionage Act or um, other elements of the law. So what's the point now of yeah. having a special master? It seems too little too late. Um, when President Trump was the president, um, he listened to himself, I think, more than any advisors. Yeah. And over the course of his presidency, his instincts were pretty good. His instincts failed him miserably on January 6th. His instincts really failed him. And I think he got terrible advice when he was challenging the election results. Oh, um, horrible, you know, irredeemable you can't take back all the things that were said so now he's got this situation with the search warrant and it seems like he's making things up i don't want to say making things up but flying by the seat of his pants coming up yeah. with different stories releasing different information different theories um it really seems amateurish and i don't know who's coordinating his um media or public relations offensive but it's all over the place it is. his lawyers as we said last time we spoke seem to be out of their depth for sure yeah when you, when you see a lawsuit mildly when you see a lawsuit that's stylized donald trump versus united states of america I mean, I saw that and had to, I laughed out loud. Yeah. If you're going to sue any governmental entity, if you wanted to sue the state of Rhode Island, you don't say I'm suing the state of Rhode Island. You would say, you know, you're suing the state of Rhode Island by and through, yeah. you know, whatever department it is. Right. And you would name the director of that department. So oh. if Donald Trump wanted to sue the FBI, if Donald Trump wanted to sue the department of justice, um, that would be articulated more specifically in the caption of a complaint. It, it's almost like they took a law student and said, here, knock out this complaint for us. Show us what you got. It, it's not the way it's done. It's just not. 
Um, and the fact that the judge had to scold the lawyer saying, you know, folks, you know, there's forms online that you could have done this correctly. Oh, my um, God. You know, it, I, Donald Tim Trump, Don, if you were in court, have you ever been in court where a judge was schooling another attorney in that way? I mean, it's it's not I mean, the judge was being obviously, you know, sensitive, and maybe diplomatic, but that doesn't bode well if they're trying to instruct you you may want to check the website where you can download an example of how to do this <laughs> well you never want to be the lawyer who's subject of a judge's wrath or scolding yeah. or you know basically trying to educate the lawyer like right. this is how it's done and what you've done here is incorrect but mm. donald trump at certain times had pretty good legal counsel i mean i remember when he had jay seculo now yes. seculo is a different type of lawyer Right. He's more of an appellate lawyer. He argues frequently in the Supreme Court. But I think he's a quality guy, and I think he yeah. gave Trump good representation. Um, there was an article in the Wall Street Journal saying, you know, it, it appears that top legal talent is shying away from um, oh. taking on Trump, either because they think the case is a loser or because if they represent Trump, maybe they won't get invited to the right cocktail parties and right. you know, get to schmooze with the right people. Right. So if people are shying away from representing Trump for whatever reason and he's not getting top shelf talent and he's got oh. these. Um, uh, I don't you know, know what to. I don't know really what the them. adjective is, yeah. but he's not being well served. No. And. Let's look after the. He had after, strong legal counsel with Pat Cipollone, who seemed very, very strong. Yes, that's but a good that, one. That, that's a White House. Um, but there are can be ramifications. Robert Shapiro talked about during the OJ trial, he'd walk into a restaurant and he would be refused the table if he would get up and walk out. Well, so, but D I, Dershowitz I is not getting invited yes. to the right parties anymore. Yes. And Dershowitz right. might be a guy that would have been better for, to be advising Trump mm -hmm. on this whole episode. But, you know, Trump listened to Rudy and to yeah, Sidney Powell, Powell oh, and he be, I guess he wanted to believe what they were saying to his yeah. historical detriment. That's going to go mm. to, to terrible decisions, terrible legal advice. And it sounds like he wants to believe what these lawyers are telling him. And I think they're also leading him down the garden path and... Based on what we know today, the Solomon information in particular, adding oh. to bad news for Trump this week, more and more, it looks like it's going to end badly for him. Yeah. If, 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 I mean, clearly, politically, it's not going well, and criminally, it could certainly um, end badly. We don't know everything. We're speculating still. We haven't seen the affidavit. But, you know, the FBI and the Justice Department are very good at leaking information drip by drip by drip and that's what they're doing here things are coming out of justice things are coming out of the fbi um you know they're the masters of leaking things to the media who will gobble it up and and regurgitate it um and none of it's helpful to trump's position certainly no and tim dodd um also this business that people need to understand christina bob apparently was the attorney that when they were at Mar-a-Lago on June 3rd, she signed off that this is this is it. There were no more classified documents. And instead, during the raid, apparently, they found 300 more. Um, people should not underestimate. Now, she may have said, that's what I was told. But as an officer of the court and you're an attorney, um, you tell me, it, it sounds like she could be in some legal trouble here. Well... 
if you are making the affidavit and that you are saying you have reviewed the available material and there's nothing more classified here, she can't now say, well, I didn't really see it, but if Donald Trump told me, I believed it and I put it in an affidavit. Um, If if that's the way it it played out, then she's toast in the long, in the long run. Um, If it's an affidavit, which contains information, which is either false or you recklessly stated it in your affidavit without knowing whether it was true or false, either way, you're going to be in serious ethical uh, trouble. Uh, It appears that she was appearing in a court where she wasn't licensed to practice. I mean, I'm not licensed in Massachusetts. I never go to Massachusetts. I don't want to go to Massachusetts. I've got enough to do in Rhode Island. But, you know, on occasion, people will say, can you take a case? It's in Massachusetts. No, I can't. No, you'll have to be referred elsewhere. So if this lawyer wants to be the big shot and be representing the the president and hanging out at Mar-a-Lago, there's more to the practice of law than doing what she's done so far and what she's done she's not done very well no and john solomon i mean when i saw the name i was thinking well it can't be the john solomon that i know because i've seen him at this broadcast i'll see him if he's going next month in dc he owns a couple of radio stations i've met him he just kind of regurgitates and again i'm not he's not a bad guy we kind of regurgitates like the mike flynn talking points if i was looking to send someone in to maybe get a couple of car dealerships to come on and do some sponsorships. He's my guy. There's no way of having that guy. This is who they have dealing with the with the FBI and the DOJ. I mean, yeah. I, I, it is just mind baffling to me. I I don't get it. I really don't, Tim Dodd. But I want people to understand. You know, at some point, all this business of you know deep state and almost hey, well, I you know if I walked out with it, it's classified. He he's he's there are laws and there's certainly protocols and. You know, you have people like John Bolton going after him and other people. And it doesn't we still don't know who the informants are. But so far, Tim Dodd, you know, we're three weeks into this thing. And I I don't I don't see that it's been getting better. I I, I think it's actually, you know, we're going to move on. But I, I think it's he's actually in a worse position now than when we first found out about the raid. And I agree with you on that. And, you know, this is for all the marbles. This is for all the marbles for his political future and all the marbles for avoiding criminal prosecution. So it's a twofer. If he wants to run for office again and if he wants to avoid being indicted, this is for all the marbles. And it seems like he doesn't have the B team in there. He's got like the D team in there and it doesn't make any sense. He's you would presume has the money to hire the best legal talent around. Um, and I'm sure there's top flight lawyers who would, uh, you know, represent him chasing a large fee. Um, but he's just not apparently getting that type of representation. And this is this is his biggest challenge. And he's coming into court and before the media without top top shelf people. It's just perplexing. And Tim, Dad, one final note. I, I, I've met Don Jr. on more than one occasion. I've had him on the show. We had him with his book. For him to be telling an audience that it's not a bad thing if his father had the, the nuclear codes at Mar-a-Lago, you're the attorney. You tell me. I just don't see how that's helpful. It's not helpful. <laughs> um, you know, I think many people in the position of Don Jr. and Eric and Laura Trump 
you know, it's intoxicating to be on television. You get asked yeah. to come on, you know, you've, you're seen in restaurants. People know who you are. You've got a little bit of fame. This is a criminal investigation. Yeah. And what have I said many times, if you're a target of this or if you know, people in your orbit know that you're a target, shut up. Yeah. Don't say anything. This is not the time to be spouting off in the media about what was there, what was not there, what right. the president thought it was, how it was classified. Yeah, this is not but, the time for this. See, they should hunker down and not say anything. Yeah, as difficult they, as it may be. Yeah, you know, and you and I have talked about it, they're mistaking a legal problem for a PR problem. It's not a PR yes. problem. Yes, it's, that's it's exactly a legal right. Problem. And that's they, right. They think that by going on with Hannity, they're going to undo the legal problem. They're not, folks. Quick break. Much more ahead. Speaking of Sean Hannity, we're going to talk about him next right here with Tim Dodd, our legal expert on the John DePietro show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote 401 732 1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call J. Perry Paving for a free quote. It makes a huge difference in your property, in your home, in your driveway or patio. 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. 